Alright guys, just like we rehearsed, ready? <laughs> alright, 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 just like we rehearsed, gentlemen. Ready? Take yeah. it away, Clint, you lead us in. Alright, three, two, and here we go. For a second, but oh, okay, okay. The middle part, the middle part. Oh my god, I'm putting this down, guys. Uh, we just tried to do an intro. I'm getting three audio sources into my one. Um, this may not go as planned, but we're going for it anyways. We're doing the music cast, the first ever. Now, the plan was to talk about music, but as soon as we started, everyone started playing music. What, and once everyone started playing music. <laughs> Things kind of just went went awry from there. I'd say the only person that's qualified to talk about music would would be Sam. Oh shit! Since, hey, hey, since <laughs> well, let me begin. Class in seventh Here's grade. the thing about right. music: it's oh, all about the notes oh. and the beat. All right. You, if you don't have beats and music and or notes, you don't got music. So you know, you're just gonna want to okay. start there. So go to your particular okay. piano teacher, ask them what it's all about. They'll tell you more. Okay. So wait, help me understand. I'm gonna take notes. You need notes. And a beat? Wait, you're gonna take notes? They're different kinds I'm gonna of take, notes. See, I can play I'm notes. Watch, I can. Anyone can do notes. Note, note. Sam, note. Can, you give me, can you give me an S? Can you give me an S? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. S. There it is. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Actually, yeah, I can play an S. Hold on, hold on. A B C D E F G H I J K L M N O P Q R S. Okay, S. Got it. <laughs> Wait, so we're just a bunch of bubs talking about music. Why are we qualified to talk about music? Because music it is d- personal doesn't matter. And we have personal experiences with it. Dude, there's no rules in music. Yeah. Everything, all, all your music teachers lied to you. You know? There's no such thing <laughs> as chords and scales. It's all just a construct designed to get you to pay for music lessons. Dude, <laughs> that's so deep, lessons. Sam. Big music. Hey, no, for real. So one one thing most people of, of today's audience don't know is that uh, back in, what was this, guys, 2011? Yeah. We we were in a band, me, Sam, Nico. We were in a band with Jimmy Wong. Yeah. And Jimmy was, was the singer. Sam was lead guitar. I was bass. Nico was drums. And uh, we got to play a show at VidCon 2012. I'll never forget this. We played in front of 5,000 people. Um, <laughs> That's our I, first I don't show. know. How, yeah, it was our first and only show. <laughs> I don't know how it happened. We opened with an instrumental. We opened with the Game of Thrones theme song. <laughs> That's, That's a, good. That's a safe Oblivion opening. theme song. It was an Oblivion. Elder Scrolls Game of Thrones mashup, which was, was fucking great. awesome. <laughs> yeah. And he played. And then. Yeah, and then we actually played some songs, and people were actually singing along with some of the songs. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah, they 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 knew the that one. I think. I think Game of that, Thrones. That they got the Game of Thrones hype going. We had the cellist. <laughs> they sang along with the instrumental. 
La la la. Yeah, they're they're like they're follow along so hard. La 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 la. So I know that I I played VidCon with Jimmy years later. That was like 2014, I think. Did we ever play together? No. Oh, gotcha. Maybe okay. officially, no. I mean, we've jammed out together. No, I remember jamming out with you guys in the warehouse across the street. And I remember coming in and, like, uh, Sergio Sexy Saxman. Mm-hmm. I remember he oh, yeah. came over for a jam session one time and he brought his flute. And yeah. that was, like, one of the best jam sessions. I still remember that jam session. Yeah, I remember that, too. I was like, wow. Everyone is, like, grooving. It's so intense. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It was super cohesive. Yeah, I was just <laughs> feeling the vibe. I'm getting chills just thinking about it. <laughs> it was amazing. So the reason we're doing this episode uh, of the podcast is because music's actually been a pretty big thing in all of our lives, but it's not like it's not like a thing that we perform on like the YouTube channel. Like it's it's been a personal thing. Like maybe it's because I mean maybe it's because none of us are like really professionals at it, except for like Sam. I'm not a professional. <laughs> so, like, I mean, it's relatively professional, but in the <laughs> sense that like you're a near professional. I mean, I've made it. money off of selling music in the sense. So I guess that makes me professional. I mean, you have an album and you have a second one coming out. Yeah, but 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 yeah. So yeah, I mean, I've gone through the the, the process, but yeah, yeah. So you know, we've all had different experiences with, like with instruments and music, and it's like an entire facet of our lives that never really gets talked about on the YouTube channel. So I thought it'd be kind of cool to like go around and like get each person's story of like what's the what's the instrument that they've devoted their life to, you know, and like how did that come to be, and what kind of fun stories do you have regarding it? I mean, where do we want to start? Like, Nico, what's your instrument of choice? Well, actually, hold on. What do you, what's your what's your best instrument right now? The drums. If you could relearn everything, throw everything out the window, and you'd be a master at one instrument, what would it be? Probably the piano. All right, Sam. Yeah. What do I you was play right say now? The same thing. What's your best instrument? Um, I mean, piano and guitar is pretty equal for me right now, so. Those are my main things that I use for everything. And if you had to drop... If I had to drop one? Jeez, I could not <laughs> drop piano because it's the root of all music, for in sure. my opinion. Because it's all the notes. You know, they're all right there. You don't have to do all... <laughs> Guitars are just like, oh, crap, how do we fit notes into this weird shape? You know? Yeah. But Whereas the piano is just like, no, here, here's just the universal layout. You know? Um, so, I don't know. I kind of want to learn how to play, like, some other, like, stringed instruments, like, wacky-ass, like, weird viking instruments but the problem with those is that you you start playing them and you're like oh sweet it only has like three strings and it sounds like this this weird rotting crow thing that's happening and 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 you, you're like cool it's like crap i can only make like two Does or three chords with it else? it's like super super <laughs> limiting yeah, yeah. um and that's that's the problem you know I, it's like guitar you can still you, there it's a weird configuration there's intervals and stuff but all the notes are generally still there um Dude, that's like freaking Nick's uh, Shrewdy box. Have you guys, has he shown you that thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. It's literally like a box that opens up a little bit. It pivots a little bit and opens up like a briefcase, but it's connected yeah. like a bagpipe, you know, or no, no, an accordion. And then you have these valves to open and close these holes to let air through to make different chords and stuff. And you squeeze it and it like, it's like a. Yeah, it's like a briefcase accordion, basically, where you have, it's got holes that release the air and it's it's funny because it's like little switches or like not even switches but they're just like little they're valves you just move the little cap aside where you want the note to be and then yeah it's it's really it's really weird dude freaking we had this this moment on top of this mountain 
It was the most amazing moment. It was one of the most amazing musical moments that I've ever had in my life. And it was, it was Christian and it was Nick. And um, this girl, her, her name was Radhika. And she sang in like Sanskrit or something like that. Mm. And Nick had a shruti box. And we were just we were just jamming on the Last of Us Two like soundtrack. We were in Yosemite, <laughs> okay. And we were just jamming on the Last of Us Two soundtrack. It, we were, it was a camping thing. It was late at night. We'd see the stars on top of this rock. It was amazing. And how high were you guys? No comment. And then um, <laughs> so then so then Christian is playing Last of Us Two on the Bluetooth speaker, and it's mm. beautiful acoustic, you know, little little theme. And Nick is like, dude. It's not gonna work. My Shruti box, it only plays like three notes, like Sam said. No, like, his Shruti box plays like a full like scale and then some. It's like a scale, yeah. You're limited, you're very limited. But it's in yeah. a key. It's in a key. It yeah. is in a key, but like you have it's it's like a tiny piano keyboard's worth of notes. Or no, 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 it's not in a key. No. It's it's just all the notes and, and all the half steps and everything. So then He's like, dude, I can't hit this note right now. Like, the music's too perfect. And Christian's like, dude, just go for it. Just hit the note. Just like, see if it works. He's like, there's no way it's going. And he hits it. He's like, the first note, and it's perfect. And we're like, oh my god. And then Radhika, she starts singing in uh, some other language, and she's an incredible vocalist. And this goes for like ten minutes, and I'm just like, oh my god. And we're on top of this rock. We see all these stars, and we're like, I'm. I just start laughing super hard because. It's too perfect. And Christian's like, dude, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> like, shut up. Just let this, just, like, just listen. Like, I can't, I can't believe okay, it. Okay, right so now. actually, that goes is. back to my main thing. Uh, uh, I wish I could sing better for sure. Oh, That's like the main thing because it's like, it's God's instrument. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, everyone yeah. has it. Yeah. Everyone can <laughs> right. play it if they learn to practice. Yeah. Um, uh, Clint, what, what about your. Uh, your opening question back to you. Uh, what was your what instrument are you best at? And if you could start all over, what would you learn? I'm definitely best at the drums. I started on a marimba in eighth grade, so it was like <laughs> it was drum <laughs> piano, and it was like the perfect mixture, dude. Marimba yeah. like like the jazz marimba, like you, the you can, wooden it, one and the vibraphone. Oh, the, I'm thinking of vibraphones. I was at Wurskus the other night before everything got closed yeah thank god i managed to make it there um there's a dude across the street playing a freaking vibraphone no like way. the most jazzy chill vibraphone i've ever heard and i thought it was like a soundtrack or like a speaker somewhere uh and then i we're walking back and there's a dude just going on this freaking huge vibraphone it sounded insanely like i don't know super talented guy. on the sidewalk yeah it's a sidewalk vibraphone dude he like yeah tried super it's... hard to get that out on the sidewalk yeah. It's crazy when people on the street can perform music like that. I, I was in <laughs> Venice Beach one time and I was walking by this uh guy playing turntables and he was he was <laughs> live <laughs> like Yeah, he he was so live scratching and live switching and I thought it was a re- pre-recorded thing. Um but then I I I didn't I just kind of heard it and I just assumed that it was like boardwalk music coming out of a shop or something. Yeah. And then I and then as I got closer, I'm like, wow, that sounds like really present. And then I turn and there's this dude just going for it. That's awesome. Um, yeah, and, and and it was so flawless. It was amazing. You know, I think record scratches, you know, as a part of music, um, really need to come back. <laughs> you know, like, like the whistle. You know, yeah, like in all like the Japanese, actual record it's like scratch. in every anime soundtrack. You know, <laughs> like, like Ninja Best style. <laughs> 
it's like a break breakbeat happens every once and hear some record scratches and you're like damn I'm getting pumped yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and then you like you have access to a record table at some point you're like i gotta try it and you try to scratch it just sounds like garbage sounds so bad yeah and you break the record player <laughs> right. well that all started from actually scratching records yeah yeah, but it wasn't like, like they had the pre-existing fake turntables, right? Well, but you, no, but yeah, was it like old school hip hop and them trying to like sample other tracks and stuff? Well, it's funny, like, yeah, you, yeah. I mean, you really take it for granted that you just like play different songs from different artists back to back. Like back in the day, you literally had to change albums. That's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> and so like somebody's like, "What if I had two albums playing simultaneously and I could just right. crossfade?" And somebody's like, "What if uh, I just..." mixed it up a little bit and they did like a little breakbeat yeah. thing and I was like wow just imagine having two like <laughs> legit record players happening and you can hear both in each ear and you're like okay here's the next song and you're like speeding up the record player slightly so that like it starts to line up with the next song you're like here we go oh god here we go and then and you switch it and height yeah you think like you're at a party you hit Spotify and you're like next and you're like no yeah he does weddings he does like friends weddings <laughs> d does has been mess, messed with it a lot too yeah that's yeah. hard stuff man that's like really difficult it's fascinating wait world. are you telling are you telling me that if i get remarried if i divorce wendy and marry her again freddie will play my wedding yep yes mm-hmm. oh dude <laughs> freddie is an internet superstar and wedding DJ. <laughs> That's oh like exactly I, him, though. Isn't that like... That I've got to do that. Sense. Without saying too I much, got, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> so, I'd kind of like to hear people's stories. Maybe starting with uh, with you, Jake. Like, Wait. Freddie's going to wedding. Is Freddie going to DJ at your wedding? Without saying too much. I... You just admitted to it. You haven't I tried asked to him yet? Bring it up, wait, but, oh my god. It, but wait, I'm going to. Does he do record scratching? I mean, if a new Javest song comes on, maybe. I don't know. What's like, the DJ name? I don't know. DJ Sound Blaster. Okay, if you had to start all over again and pick a new DJ name, Clint, what would it be? Man, what's my current DJ name? I don't know. It doesn't matter because you're starting over. Um, I'm thinking like DJ Blowing, DJ Buff, DJ like... Uh, <laughs> DJ Blowing, DJ Buff. DJ Blowing Buff? buff um. DJ Blowing Buff. Blow it out the back? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right. Oops. All right. Well, that's it. All right. All right, DJ, blow it out the back. <laughs> Can someone drop the... All right. Can oh, someone boy. drop the... Blow it out the back. <laughs> Nico, Jake, same question. What, what's if the question? Can... What's my DJ you're, name? You're, 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 you, you have to let go of your current DJ name and reinvent yourself as a new DJ. What is that DJ name? Um, oh man dj okay. little steps dj little steps yeah little steps little steps dj fleet dj fleet dj yeah dj fleet maybe dj clean yeah, dj dj fleetfoot <laughs> all right nice. dj fleetfoot i like it Is it cool I don't, yeah, DJ Sound Blaster, i guess <laughs> after are the, the best sound driver there is <laughs> Dude, DJ Real Tech. DJ Real Ooh, Tech. That's a good one. <laughs> DJ Mario. <laughs> Mario. <laughs> uh, so DJ, Jake, you, DJ. you played you play guitar, right? Like, have you always played guitar? <clears throat> yeah. Um, 
So uh, I, I, had the, I have the classic story of like being 11 years old and, and, and uh, wanting to get a guitar for Christmas. And uh, my buddy Troy, do you remember Troy Roden? Not really. Okay, but he had this guitar that had an amplifier built into it. Oh. And that to me, that was the coolest thing ever because you could take it anywhere and you could play electric guitar anytime you wanted through mm-hmm. an amplifier. So um, I went over to his house one day and and, we, and I started learning guitar. And he, the first song he taught me was uh, some Marilyn Manson song. I forget what it's called. It goes... Uh, Oh no, that's the cover of that '80s song. Yeah, sweet dreams. Yeah, yeah. But he so so Manson did a did a version of that, and we thought it. We didn't know that it was a cover at the time. We thought it was a a Manson song. So so I learned that song, and then I didn't tell my parents who the artist was. But I got home, and I was like, "Look, I can." Or we went to a music shop, and I was like, "Look." I can play the guitar because my parents said, we'll get you a guitar if you can play the guitar first, which is what mm-hmm. they always did. They were mm-hmm. like, you you have to do this thing that you don't know how to do. And we're not going to give you the resources to do it until you figure it out how to do it first, which is <laughs> actually made me pretty resourceful, honestly. No, um, it's super smart. Yeah. So so then they got me a guitar and it was that it was the little like, uh, you know, PV with the little PV amp. Dude, those little and, PVs, man. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yep. And I, I, it's actually still in the studio. It's in the uh, I think it's in the boneyard in the studio, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, and so I got that. And then, you know, I just I kept playing, kept playing, kept playing. And then uh, I was in a band with a couple of guys in high school. We never did any shows or anything, but we would play pretty frequently. What was the name um, of your band? Uh. I don't know if we had a name. Wasn't it called like Fish Pajamas or something? Fish Keyboard? Well, we had, that was Fish Keyboard. That was oh. another band that we were in. <laughs> <laughs> Fish, Fish was our code name for, for uh, you know, smoking, smoking weed. marijuana. Wait, wait yeah. really? You had that same code word too? I think, because we, we ended up calling it that too. We were like going fishing. Well, yeah. like, it was me and David Lovett and like a couple other guys. We took, oh, Vince Rohde was in it. Like we took mm-hmm. a yeah. photo at Lake. Uh, Lily Lake of us all holding fishing rods <laughs> together as like a memorial, like a you know, yeah, a memorial photo. That's great. And like well, none of us had ever fished there together, <laughs> but we had this great not. photo of us all like hanging out at the dock with fishing poles. Yeah, That's hilarious. yeah. David, I think David spread that uh, between people and groups because you guys like our my association to you is through David. Yeah, originally. And so he used to hang out with us sometimes. He hang out with you sometimes, and and I think that's kind of how that whole thing started. We there was this there was this pond behind Joe Moore's house that actually ran, and it was a really cool swimming spot in the summer. And we used to go back there and say we were going fishing. Oh yeah, <laughs> we'd come back and, and then just play music in his living room. And so that's how we got the name Fish Keyboard. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> Dude, I'm gonna. Oh man, I'm gonna. I've got. I've got a great gift for you then. Okay. It's a, I can't tell you what it is because then it'll ruin the surprise. <clears throat> and then, and then I took that into college, and then I formed a, a, a band with a couple of my uh, track mates, and that that band was called the Lazy Susans. Um, and we had some good tracks actually. We did three uh, e, like EPs oh, wow. um, that were you know. Okay. Um, our singer was the, uh, not Brett, sorry if you're listening, but, um, you know, our singer was, it was the hardest part, uh, <laughs> of the, of the band. Did you say um, Rhett? No, uh, Brett. Okay. M- uh, not, not Brett Driver, another buddy of I mine. Think. 
Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then I had to learn drums because our drummer went on, uh, he went to study abroad for a year. And so we did, we were all of a sudden without a drummer. So I was like, uh, I, I guess I'll play drums. Um, and we used to play in my dorm room, which was like eight foot by 10 foot. And we had a whole band set up in there and, and everybody in that dormitory hated us because yeah. we would play and it was so obnoxious, but we would do it anyways. Um, because we, you know, we, we loved playing music. Wow. That's pretty crazy. And, and then moved to LA. Yep. And then, uh, my, my plan was to actually go to law school and then become a musician's agent. Um, and then we started playing music, making videos, yada, yada. And then when I started playing with you guys, I switched over to bass because that's the, that's the instrument that we needed. Yeah, that's right. Bass was a lot of fun. Um, I actually want to get another one because they, man, you can just get, they're so, it's like simplified guitar, but what you can work on when you play bass is you can work on like your hand technique and, 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 and that can get better and better and better. And it's, and it's almost a cross between drums and guitar in a, mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. Totally. Um, and yeah. that's, it's a really fun instrument. I hope you guys are enjoying your post Thanksgiving meal, or maybe you're on your way to Thanksgiving, or maybe it's the day after Thanksgiving or the week after, and you're listening to this now. Maybe, hey, maybe you don't even have Thanksgiving because you're international and you're listening to this podcast, but happy Black Friday. Do they even have that? in other countries, I don't know. Anyway, the point is today's sponsor Storyblocks keeps this podcast going and they're a huge asset for us over at Corridor Digital. And here's why. They're the one-stop shop for all of your stock asset needs. Whether you're an individual creator or a business or a creative agency, it doesn't matter. They've got everything from video and B-roll to After Effects templates and audio files, images, all different sorts of things that make your life easier when you're editing and creating. They have an unlimited all access plan that allows you to download as much from their site that you want in an unlimited manner and you can use it wherever you want. That's right, wherever you want. You can use it in videos that you're monetizing. You can even use it in videos that you're creating for other clients that they're monetizing or that are commercials for those clients. And that's the best thing about it that we like at Corridor Digital. It's relatively cheap and inexpensive for what it is. They have a virtually unlimited library online and they're constantly updating it, which means that you're never going to go to the same search and look for the same thing and find exactly the same assets that you already used. If you guys are interested, go on over to storyblocks.com slash corridorcast to check it out. That's storyblocks.com slash corridorcast. And hey, you might find yourself on Cyber Monday using some stock B-roll because you bought some socks and you need to make a video of those socks for your grandma. I don't know. Maybe that's one thing you, you're interested in. Maybe. Anyway, that's it. Thank you for them for sponsoring. And now back to the podcast. Let's go. Dude, I found my Rocksmith cables yesterday. Oh, yeah? Yes. <laughs> it was in my bass case. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, there was a phase where, because uh, you know, I played the drums. Um, I didn't start playing an instrument. Well, I played the clarinet briefly, you know, in like school. But uh, I played the drums, started playing the drums in high school. Um, so my dad is a drummer. Still is, you know, still plays the drums. Um, so... I kind of had some really, really basic intro to drums. Then an uncle of mine passed away, and he had a drum kit that was just sitting in my dad's closet. So I ended up taking that home and practicing with it. Um, <laughs> and we actually uh, we tried to get into battle of the bands in high school in senior year, and we literally formed our band the night before battle of the, the oh auditions. <laughs> we practiced Classic. that night, and then went in and did the audition. And 
We didn't land a slot for Battle of the Bands. We were the opener for Battle of the Bands. So what out of year all the bands that? playing, we were the opener. It was 2004. Okay, I think I remember that. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, that's the year I went. I think I went sophomore year and senior year. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, mean, I got to play in the high school auditorium one time with my brother uh him and his buddies so i don't know if you guys remember but hulk hogan put out a record at one point okay and and he was trying to do like the will smith thing Mm -hmm. and um he put out a record and on that record there was a song called beach patrol (laughs) it was like we are the beach patrol we are the beach patrol (laughs) and it was so stupid um but we played it live and and everyone just had a had a wicked good time with it i don't know it was <laughs> that sounds and like i was so i was so new to playing guitar that i couldn't stand and play hmm. i had to sit i sat on an apple box and like played while i was sitting down because i was so scared that i would mess up the song if i stood up well um yeah it was uh but it was super fun oh man let me i, I got one um nico was a part of this one <laughs> we played uh you remember the, how they did the coffee shop? Oh, yeah. Like the black box theater, like coffee shop style acoustic sessions. Yeah. Yeah. At, cool. in, yeah. At, at our high school. So uh, David and myself, we were like playing around with some music stuff. And we're like, let's make a band where it's all improvised music. <laughs> and so we just like screw around and record like silly vocals with the synthesizer. <laughs> and we're like, yeah, this is really funny. What are we going to call this band? We're going to call the band Stonehenge. <laughs> because like we just talk about like outer space we just like riff on like outer space and high concept stuff we had no idea about but we like talk it say like say things in like a really like deep like have you ever thought about how far away the stars are you know because the space is so big that you'll you get lost if you go up there you know it's like crap like that um yeah and so we messed around with it and so this acoustic like chill like like acoustic jam like performance that was going to happen at the high school was, was going on and we we're like hey let's apply with stonehenge or stonehenge <laughs> band and we we made it to the like the actual show for yeah, it I can't you guys got to the audition because in the audition <laughs> sam literally dropped his pick into his acoustic guitar <laughs> and he's standing there with it above his head shaking it yeah i i don't even remember i literally don't even remember the, that the fact uh, that there was an audition um but somehow our goodwill got us into the actual show and so basically we're like oh well, we actually have to play live well like hey nico you want to like play drums with us for stonehenge now and we hit up joe and like joe i need you on bass for, for stonehenge yeah. and so we took these like improvised songs about space and stuff like this and like they're like they're like looking back on it the, the lyrics were like horrible uh, um but we took these improvised songs, made like really rudimentary, like rough structures out of them, so we could actually like kind of play together. And uh, we all so came out like, in like hoods and robes. We started. We all start in like hoods and robes, like like yeah. like 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 uh, like freaking like uh, uh, like what is it? What's like, it? Just, like, cult, like like cult members. We all walk on stage, and I take my synthesizer and I like. I just blast the, the, the <laughs> lowest note. It's like, <laughs> and then David just starts like rambling over it. And then we go into these. That's these, some clown goo- core stuff, yeah, dude. Like, yeah. like what were the songs called? I can't even remember. Like one was called like, Black hole? Or like one was called like, um, 
what's it like the environment sucks or something like that. <laughs> something like that me. they're all they're all just like the dumbest like they're just edgy teenagers the, the, humor. the dumb like we were just trying to make them as purposely like dumb and edgy as possible and we and uh and so yeah it what was the reaction well. like what, no, what, what, what Every, well we won over a fair amount of people that were laughing uh, people started laughing because it was so dumb i mean it's, it was obviously like goofy um like what's that one song like when i'm with you life is like a dream i like my chips with sour cream yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> there's one song that was just that like it was like sandwiched with stuff where we're talking we're just like saying space 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 <laughs> like just chanting space with like synthesizers and stuff like yeah. and then the last song the last song like so we've got finished this like weird avant-garde set that's like mixed like with just really edgy offensive stuff and like just regular cute stuff and stuff about aliens and then like it ends with like the uh, Sweet Home Alabama riff. Down, down, uh, no, no, I, 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 I oh, scream. Yeah, All right, who's ready for a classic? And everyone's like, "Woo!" And I start like, "Yeah!" I start, I start like, I get like three measures into the song, people start and then clapping. And people start, ready. They can't they, wait. They start, like, yes. they start clapping along with me, and then I just go. like abruptly stop, and we all just leave the stage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> goes, That's all we know of the song. <laughs> <laughs> Like people really start going, like, woo! Oh yeah. Yeah, they're like, oh yeah, we know yeah, this one. Here we go. And, and, then, then, and then it's just like, yeah. and then we all put the, and then we just head out. Dude, that's so good. That's so freaking funny. Oh, oh my god. god, you guys hadn't changed one bit then. We have, we we have. Uh, uh, I actually have the full tape of the event still. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. Dude, that would be I, hilarious. I think I either saw the tape of the event or I was there. I can't remember. I uh, I remember. I remember this. You go those those course of events though. What is it like? Charlie McCarran had the ha, somehow had the footage, and he was like, "Hey, hey, check this out." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god!" So I just like ripped it, and it's just sitting on a hard drive now. That's yeah. incredible. It's, 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 it's a hidden feature on the second uh, Twist Studios. DVD. Oh yeah, yeah, it's a hidden yeah. feature. You know Save who, it before the hard drive uh, goes out. Oh, yeah. Who got into a pretty good punk band was like David's buddies uh, and my buddies, like Connor and Will Hayes and uh, and Joe Moore. They actually formed a punk band called the Sleaze that was like a uh, like a thrash sort of like punk band, and it was actually it was it was decent, like it was decent punk music. Yeah, there's that question when you start getting into something like that, where it's like, should I go hard on this? Should I try to yeah. make this my thing? You make that jump. The thing that brought that that band together was that Will Hayes was a was a was a ridiculously good drummer, and then Connor's voice was so absurd. He used to screech when he would sing, <laughs> and they and like they had songs called like "Smoking Fucking Sigs" and uh, <laughs> and, and songs like that. And it, it, so it was just like the classic like teen angst, but but taken to such an extreme. It was actually pretty good. Yeah. Man, good times. I remember jumping ahead a little bit. There's a phase like, you know, so I started playing the drums in like high school, played them through college and started playing them out here. But there was a phase where I was like, I should start learning a melodic instrument. And this video game called Rock Band came out, which is basically mm. just Guitar Hero, but with a real guitar. Rocksmith. Rocksmith. Sorry, not Rock Band. Rocksmith. And uh, yeah. it pulled me in and Clint ended up getting sucked in too. And we were just a guitar based duo where we just... He played the bass, I played the guitar, sometimes we trade, and we just play Rocksmith like every night for like a couple months, if not a year. Yeah. Yeah. We were into it, dude. We it got so much fun. Like I got calloused on my fingers and mm. like started to really get the hang of the bass. I still have my bass. I 
like I said, found my cables. I would love to get down again. <laughs> I'm down. I have my Xbox 360 still. Sweet. With all the songs <laughs> you you, you kind of learned how to play guitar through that. Yeah, uh, I legitimately learned how to play guitar through Rocksmith. And then the funny Same thing for me is, with bass. Yeah, yeah. The funny thing is, like, I play. I still play the drums pretty frequently, but I play the drums basically to a rock band drum chart. Like, I have like four thousand songs downloaded on my computer with like a program called Phase Shift, and I have an electronic drum kit. So, arguably, like, out of all the video games that I put most time into, I've actually put the most time into the rhythm genre, like, you know, phase shift slash rock band. If you combine it all, like, I've probably put thousands of hours into that at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Phase shift or face shift? Phase shift. Phase shift. Okay. Because if it was called face shift and it had morphing faces while you played, (laughs) depending on how hard you were rocking. (laughs) But I'd totally be down for another uh, rocksmith night. Yeah, I mean, or if there's an equivalent, you know, yeah, like some some equivalent where the things are coming. Nah, man, I don't think I'll, there is. I think it's just Rocksmith. Dude, man. it's dead, dude. Guitar Center, freaking filed for bankruptcy, man. Did they? Really? Nope. Did yeah, they? yeah. Physical instruments are out these days. <laughs> All the kids are just trying to make trap beats. Yeah. Wow. Wait, are you serious? Dang. Yeah. Well, to wow. be fair, I kind of feel like music is something that like the large corporate chain store like is going to struggle to provide like the local artist a better experience than like a boutique mom and pop like guitar shop, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just the basic online retailer thing sucking up everything. But I think there is also this genre shift, you know, yeah. that's been sl- slowly happening, but it's like kind of clicking right now. There's a question of, like, why do I need to learn an instrument when I can just program my computer to play the song instead? If at the end of the day it's just about the song. Yeah, if if at the end of the day a music performance is just hidden space on your MacBook, you know. (laughs) Dude, there's nothing more fun than live jamming. Yeah. And not knowing what you're going to play and just vibing off of everybody and listening to them and trying to do your best to keep up or to sit back, you know, and, like, let someone do a thing. If you can get, like, the right group of people together, and, like, we've all had some legit jam sessions, mm-hmm. um, some incredible jam sessions. That's like, that's, like, some of the best time, the best feelings that I've had, like, ever. Yeah, I know. I feel it's so like, free. It's, but it's, it's so cool when you are, like, improvising like that, and you're just jamming out, and then, like, all, like, the weird ideas, like, are just inching to each other, and then suddenly they kind of just click and snap. And, yeah. like, you're like, oh, wow, like, this is super cohesive suddenly like we're, we're all on the same like level finally same rhythm we're in the same key we got the same like vibe this, it's like the genre kind of starts clicking in a weird way um mm-hmm. yeah it's pretty nuts there's What's this uh you're speaking you're speaking a language with each other without actually speaking like you know words oh yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. it's the best it really is incredible um but i was going to use the example uh there's a radiohead song it's called bloom and if you guys know yeah. um, Radiohead, well, Radiohead's like one of my favorite bands of all time. And they have some series called From the Basement or Live from the Basement. And um, it's just them, you know, filmed playing their albums from this basement. And it's like legit production and everything. They have a song called Bloom. And if you get a chance, watch the song. Watch them play the, the Live from the Basement song. It starts out, everyone's doing a different thing. Like drums, the guy goes like, and then the bass is like, and then the guitar is like, and it like all just builds and builds to like chaos. Like, what am I listening to? And then it sinks together during the chorus, and you're like, what the heck? It's the coolest sound. It is so sick. And like, that's what it feels like. That's cool. Jamming is like, everyone's messing with these different little things and then like playing off each other, and then it comes together and it's the best. 
That's cool. Clint, how did you get into the drums? I took... Um, I started drums in the eighth grade, and I was just in music class, and I started on the marimba. Um, and in... No, sorry, sorry, seventh grade. This seventh grade. Eighth grade, I joined drumline. So... That just right into bass four, which is the biggest bass. I got back problems. <laughs> did you watch? Did you watch one of those movies, Drumline, before you joined the Drumline? No, no. Um, my dad was a drummer, as well. But I don't know what it was, man. I think music theory in seventh grade was it was very interesting. I had a really good teacher, um, and that just got me amped. To I was like, I just want to play. And then eighth grade, I joined Drumline. Um, and I want to tell you guys about the worst concert I've ever been to. I'm just, I'm just going to bookmark that. I'll talk about it in a second. No, no. Well, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. I'll just give you a little bit. So in Drumline, um, it was the best. Met some really good friends in Drumline. And like I remember one time we were going to do a, a show, a competition. You know, you compete in Drumline. And our you know instructor or teacher, he hyped it up. He was like, guys... It's the literally like the Friday before it's the state finals on Sunday. No, seriously, it was the finals. It was. And he was like, we're here waking up early to practice. Everyone get your game faces on. Each and every one of you has worked so hard. And now is not the time to slack off. And because I think some people were like showing up late and stuff. And like as soon as we get into eights, which is just like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, one, two, three, you know, alternating hands, your warm ups. I freaking just tear my base, my base head. It's like, I'm like, oh crap! God dang it, dude! So I like miss half of that. And then I remember one time we skipped drumline practice, and my my uh, we we skipped drumline practice to get ice cream to eat ice cream for some dumb reason. And uh, my friend talked me into it. Freaking Joseph talked me into it. And the next day I roll up, and my band teacher, dude, he was harsh. He let me have it. He was like cussing me out really? in front of class. Like, yeah, you're just a jackass. Like, only a jackasses do that and skip class. And he was, like, all serious about it. Um, but, yeah, dude, if we went on, I actually, we went to, we played Carnegie Hall. We, we, <laughs> <laughs> I kid you not. I kid you not. I was in, I was in, uh, I was in eighth grade band, and we were the third junior high to play Carnegie Hall. And we went to New York for two weeks, and my mom was there. And it was, like, it was so nerve-wracking, dude. I, it was just like a, awesome. a blur. I don't really remember it. Um, you went that rhyme, Sorry, wow. that reminds me of just a stupid, <laughs> stupid thought. Um, <laughs> like one of my earliest memories. Um, and the reason it's one of my earliest memories and why I've remembered it so long is because of how embarrassing it is. Oh, um, yes. And it was, I think, one of the first. I think it was the first concert that I can remember going to. It was the San Francisco Symphony Orchestra. <laughs> and I think I was like maybe like four or five years old. Oh, man. You remember this? Yes. Because it was like a kindergarten or, or like first grade thing. I can't remember. And it was like, this is a big deal. It's like, guys, we're bringing this whole kindergarten class to see an orchestra for the first time. as a field trip. And like, we're going to experience classical music. You know, it's like bringing these kids out to this thing. There's like a whole small section of just like kindergartners <laughs> high up. <laughs> Hi, hi, very, we, it's nosebleeds, you know, like, we're so, we're very, very far away from the stage, we're, like, up, and, like, far up to the left, like, three stories, Yeah. okay, really far away, 
And the teacher's like, look, we're going there. So here's the rules. You're going to be quiet. You know, when the music's playing, you're not going to be eating food. Don't bring toys. Don't do anything like this. Because this is, there's like also many people who are paying like hundreds of dollars for their tickets to go to this thing. So, you know, be, you know, be at your best. And so we go up there to the, like the nosebleeds super far away and the music starts playing. And I was like, <laughs> uh, if do you, do you remember those yo-yo balls? Do you remember yo-yo balls? I remember yo-yos. So no. it's, they're, they're like yo-yos, but instead of like a yo-yo, it was just like a, a ball with like a... <laughs> like a like a like an elastic or like spring wound line, so you could just flick it and oh, it would like no, automatically dude. come back. <laughs> and I, and like, the concert's playing, and I'm just like, oh man, like <laughs> I got this yo yo, I got a yo yo ball with me, and so I take it out and I put it on my hand, <laughs> and I start like yo yo balling up in the nosebleeds in the damn thing. <laughs> It, it pops off my finger and like rolls down like this slick like barrier that's like running to me and shoots off and like flies like three stories down and like crashes right in the middle of the violin section. And like, like I remember, it was, like, it's so vivid. Like I remember seeing it. Like it goes like, well, bat, and it's, it's like so it's like it's not even like it was like a quiet part of a song, and it just like, shoots at like terminal velocity from like three stories onto the stage. And like I just remember seeing it like hit and start rolling, and like the, some of the violins stop, and like one stops playing and like tries to like stop it, like rolling across the stage with their bow. Oh, wait, oh, and God. so like, do the audience know? Like, there's kindergartners joining us for this thing. I don't know. No, I, I'm sure 99 percent of people had no idea where this is. This, this, this neon green this plastic ball just comes like flying in, like. Uh, Oh, oh god dude that must have been so loud like hardwood it's floor. Just like, oh, damn it? it's just like whack. It's like a hammer oh dude at least you didn't like beat a freaking like first year of violin yeah i just didn't i'm head. glad it didn't hit anyone but oh my god dude, that would have went into someone's tuba it would have been so loud <laughs> yeah it just hits the drum like boom i was just frozen with fear that all, uh, well yeah it's all in slow motion the whole did thing did you get in trouble the memory cut short there. Uh, after or before the beatings. But, but I'm still here. I'm still here. Apparently things went pretty well for me after that. Wow. Dude, that is an incredible story. <laughs> yeah. That one's a that one's a that one's a good one. Alright, I think Gideon's gonna do something like that in the next like six years. Oh no, definitely. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> definitely. What's the worst concert you've ever been to? Alright, the worst okay, here's the thing. It was the worst concert experience of my life. But it was the most memorable <laughs> concert experience of my life. Yeah, Nico, well, Christian, you've heard me tell this, right? Twice. Twice. And then Nico, have you heard me say this? Mm, don't think so. Oh, so excited. Okay. Um, so there's an ambient band called Stars of the Lid. If you don't, oh. <laughs> oh. If you don't oh. know who Stars of the Lid is, just, just Google it, YouTube it, Spotify it, whatever. It's literally the most chill music. It's just like... And that's it. It's, it's like it's, literally music to relax to. Yeah, it's like, like soft music. strings, very sparse piano notes, super harmonic. It's like literally, it's music to like do yoga to or sit on a mountain and like relax and meditate. 
Exactly. It's very peaceful ambient music. And um, my buddy John Carmen, he was like, yo, they're in town. And I'm just like, no way, dude, because I love these guys so much. So I, me, my buddy Adam and John Carmen, we all go to see them at the Will Turn, I think, in uh, K-Town. And we are so hyped, man. And they get going. Two guys, it's two guys. They come out on a stage. And one guy seems a little off. But one of the dudes seems a little off. Um, and whatever, they get into it. And, you know, they get into the most quiet, peaceful. Oh, it's a quartet, with, by the way. Playing with a quartet. So it's two guys and a, and a string quartet. And they get into it. And like five to ten minutes in, I noticed something very subtle that is really ruining the vibe. And if you listen really closely, you can hear like. <laughs> it, was this, it was this Mexican pirate radio that had like snuck into the airwaves. And it was like on, it was on like, it was on 1% volume in the background. And it, and it was like ruining, like normally that wouldn't ruin a show because it's a rock oh, concert. Boy. It's loud, like not a problem. But dude, it's an ambient concert. And like it's so quiet the whole time. And no matter no matter how like loud it's the like, song gets, oh my god, you're gonna hear like that like, like there's like ranchero horn. Yes, you know, yes. got in here. It's yeah. blasting, like, but it's on one percent volume, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's all like fuzzy, dude. It's like <laughs> Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> so then so then I realized one of the main guys was drunk. Oh, he was drunk and he was like in the middle of the show. Oh no. <laughs> he notices it. So he, he's like, he starts turning himself up. He's, he's like turning up his guitar. And so it's like getting really loud. Like, like, Ooh, <laughs> like really loud. And so loud. Like he start. he's looking to the guy in the back, the mixer in the back. And it's a small room. And he is just playing this peaceful ambient song. And then it's like, turn me up. <laughs> Talking to the mixer. Like, turn me say up. It. <laughs> And you're just like in the middle of this like peaceful show, and you're like, oh my god! And I'm, I'm by the way, I'm in the front row. I'm like, I'm like looking at him in his eye pupils. So he gets to the point. He turns up so loud, he blows his speaker. What? Yeah, he blew his. That would have been so loud. He blows, so he blows that speaker. And at one point, his freaking his his bass guitar. Oh, that was like first 10 minutes. His bass guitar dropped. Like the, the, the latch came loose and went. Burp. It was like middle of, middle of the most peaceful music you've ever heard. Uh, it was quiet, like tones just. <laughs> it was like. Turn me up. Turn me up. Can you? So then, it's not even over, dude. Oh, man. So then, he like gets to the point where he's just trying to drown out this Mexican pirate radio because it persists, it keeps going. So there's a part of the song where it's just like a really intense, you know, when songs get all distorty and they, they like get all washy and yeah. it like gets louder and louder. And then like the end of the song just cuts off like a Trent Reznor song or something. It was one of those situations. So he was building, building, building. <laughs> and there was a video screen and it was just playing like fire animations. Like, and you're the string quartet sitting in the middle and they were just going like. And they kept getting higher and higher and higher and higher and faster and faster and faster and faster. And they played it for 20 minutes. He kept getting, he kept making them play. He made them play for 20 minutes straight. He was just like, keep going. He And he was on his guitar. So he was like, and the string cards was like, and they were just like, 
Dude, they looked like they were gonna die. They were sweating so hard. And like when you were doing that, Sam, with yeah. your high string, like yeah. they were just <laughs> for twenty minutes straight. So he nearly killed the string quartet. And then he's so drunk he starts hitting all these wrong keys and stuff. Um and then it gets to the point where the end of the show comes and um you know, they finish the show with a blown speaker and a jacked up guitar and like he's all drunk and stuff and everyone's clapping yay stars the lid and he finishes their song he's like good night and he just leaves <laughs> there's no encore there's nothing he was so pissed dude wow he was so pissed so then I looked at my friend Adam I'm like did you catch any of that and he's like no I, th- I thought it was a good show like I didn't catch any of that stuff <laughs> wow <laughs> Wow. So I guess he was in the zone, and me and me and John Carmen, I guess we were like in the zone. I don't know. Can you Turn imagine up. if you Turn were? Can, can you imagine if you were like listening to that? If they had, if they had captured that for like a studio recording, and you're 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 in like a massage parlor, and you're getting a massage, and it's just it gets on that track, and the person doesn't know that it's this jank recording oh man uh, it kind of reminds me of a show that uh sam and i went to when we were call in college it was uh death clock was touring basically it's brandon small you know the guy that wrote the uh does the show and did all the music touring with like steve vise like backup guitarist and a couple other like good musicians studio musicians and so they're playing in madison wisconsin and the opening act was this band i think you will know us by the trail of the dead was their name or something like that okay it's like this kind of metal thrashy emo band <clears throat> And, like, they were not very good. No one was there to see these guys. But, like, they came out on the stage, like, were the headliners. And no one knows who these guys are. And so, like, they immediately start, like, at, like, 11 with the energy. And it throws people off a little bit, especially because the music's, like, really grating. And, like, they start getting to, like, you know, like, the really, like, climactic, like, I'm smashing my guitars. I'm throwing into there. I'm screaming in the microphone. It's raw emotion. Like, they just went there immediately. Yeah. And, like. They hadn't earned it. They weren't ready for it. The crowd wasn't ready for it. And people, like, start getting pissed off. And, like, it gets to the point, like, everything's mixed so poorly and they're so loud. Oh. Like, literally, the lead singer starts taking his guitar and just scraping it on the amp. Oh. Like, strings down on the edge of his amp. Just, <laughs> and you're just like, shut up! <laughs> like, somebody throws a drink at the guy. Like, get off the stage! And, like, the guy's, like, you know, his back was to the audience. He's just, like, chugging on his guitar. And he just stops. And it's quiet and he just walks off. And that was the end of their act. Wow. Oh, my God. Yeah. I would have felt bad for them if they hadn't, like assaulted our ears by like scraping the guitars like on the amps it's just kind of like an f you to the audience a little bit it's horrible okay yeah. what what are what are the best concerts you guys have ever been to i feel like my best concerts that i've experienced are ones that i don't actually actively like seek out like there's a there's like a mini concert that i went to um so we mentioned him earlier but sergio flores like the sexy sax man as you know him yeah. on youtube from like 20 2012 yeah. <laughs> um so he invited us to a little, me and Ivy, he invited uh, us to a little show he was doing where, like, somebody, like, a friend of his was, like, trying to do these, like, put together these, like, little events where the idea is to have people come over, you serve them, like, a, a dinner, and then you have, like, a show, and it's all just, like, in, like, a, a downtown loft kind of situation. And okay. so we're having this dinner, and the, the loft is basically just a small concrete box, but the people they brought in are all basically street performers, so they're, they're solo acts, and when you put one of those kind of people in a small concrete box, you just get beautiful reverb. And, like, it sounds great, you know, versus, like, having, like, five or six instruments and it becomes a mess. And, yeah. like, the people that were performing there, like, in that experience, it was just, like, world class. Like, holy moly, these guys are good. And they're, like, three feet in front of me playing to an audience of, like, eight people. And it was, like, one wow. of those things where it's, like, this is That's nuts. Awesome. The fact that, like, yeah. you got, like, five artists to get together and, like, put 
put like a good show together for like eight people was crazy. And like, I'll never get another experience like that. So that one sticks out to me. Hmm. Yeah, no, totally. Um, <laughs> small <laughs> venues are great. No, small uh, venues are great. Like when you get the right, uh, and, and big venues can be amazing too. It just depends on the type of music. Small venue. One time I went and saw, uh james towns earl who's like a he's like a folk kind of singer mm-hmm. um and uh that was that was really cool um there's this place off of in west la off of like barrington that's this small little hole in the wall place that he played and it was really intimate and fun it was cool i think like smaller the better like you i think you can go you you probably can go too small no i don't know if you can go too small mm-hmm <laughs> Like bathroom stall, kind of <laughs> yeah, bathroom stall. Could you remember one day we were out on our bikes and uh, we came across the vibrometers playing at Dylan's Tavern? I, well, we didn't know who the heck they were, yeah, at the time, but we were like, yeah, we were on our bikes, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, we just randomly came across this band on, in a bar, and we're like, wow, they sound so good. Did we go inside? And yeah, like, we went inside, listened to them, and they were really good. Like everybody was tight, they were grooving, like they're into it, like. And just the music was popping. Yeah, it was ama- that was amazing. Definitely love, love it when you come into those like little random situations like that. I remember I was in um last year for my birthday. I was in Ireland, and we went into a pub. It was like late night. I went to just get, I don't know what I went to do. I was just hanging out, and just two dudes, one guy on a on a guitar and one guy on a flute, and they were going so hard. It was amazing. Yeah, I don't know who they were. But yeah, Irish pu- Irish pub music can be can be awesome. Um, yeah. We had a lot of that at Notre Dame, where I went to school, and uh, and there was some really good, really good mems from Irish pubs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my uh, I gotta put my kids to bed here, guys. I gotta think about heading out here. All right. Uh, I think we should think good about wrapping tunes. up this podcast then. Yeah. So uh, what's your favorite concert? My favorite one was definitely my first like metal concert I went to, which was like in flames and soil work. And it was just like, I was like, here's the first time I'm going to go see a concert, like a music genre. I really like I'm into, so to speak. Um, and it was like super intense. Cause like the first song was just like a, like a soil work song where it's like just intense, double pedal, double pedals, like right away. And I'm just like, Holy shit, this is so loud. And then like literally everyone's just like compresses to the front of the stage. I'm just like, but I can't breathe and it's just like the loudest music and I can't breathe. Yeah. Um, and that was like really great start to the concert. Uh, and yeah, I was like, hell yeah, this is the best. I mean, in I picked, I pick, I picked sounds, the right genre. It's like amazing. an amazing show to go to. Yeah. Before with all like the original lineups, all the original guitarists and stuff. It was awesome. Okay. Yeah. I got, I got two things to say before we close. Uh, one, should we green light a corridor album? Uh, <laughs> let, let us know on that. Um, and then two, uh, we're dropping a bunch of merch tomorrow, right? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, if you guys are interested in getting something for friends or family, uh, corridordigital.store. And, and if you merch, remember, oh, it just keeps getting better. You should yes. check this stuff out. Every time we release stuff, it gets better. <clears throat> yeah. These are really nice shirts. I mean, I'm wearing one right now. Nico's wearing one. It's cool. Go there hiking you go. with your robot dog. Everyone loves that one. I think that oh. one's going to do well. I think so too. Also, this hat, my my special hat is now available for everybody. Nico's <laughs> special hat. You just type in Nico's special hat and you'll find it. Nico's That's... special special barge hat that sat on a barge for nine months. 
Yep. Uh, cool. So, and if you're a member of our site, obviously you get 15% off all merch all the time. So, uh, cool. Yeah. That was, that was fun. Um, <laughs> let's do another one. Sometime. Yeah, I didn't even get to talking about my hand pan, so we'll have, to, we'll have to do a follow-up. Next time, we'll actually be playing more music, I think. Yeah, we same should, as yeah. all instruments at home. Yeah, I'll bring, I can bring some stuff in. We're, we're going to go play it and practice the night before for the, for the Battle of the Bands Corridor cast. Yes, <laughs> Corridor's Battle of the Bands. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, Happy Thanksgiving everybody. everybody. I'll see you guys later. See y'all. See you, Jake. DJ, Bye. See Bye. all you listeners. Thanks for tuning in.